and welcome to Military Reunion Network Radio. I'm Sharon Danachek, your host. Uh, you know, MRN Radio is a community of anyone and everyone involved with, interested in, or curious about military reunions. And if that's you, pull up a chair and join us. Better yet, subscribe to this podcast. My mom did. Bet you can too. It's pretty easy. So I was in Pueblo, Colorado uh, in late June with a group of veterans and we were checking it out uh, for them to consider for their military reunions. Everybody fell in love with it. And I personally fell in love with uh, the story of Pueblo as it relates to our veteran community and as it relates uh, to um, a, a community coming together. So um, Paulette Stewart has agreed to join us and I would introduce her as Pueblo citizen, become Pueblo volunteer, who has become um, a uh, Pueblo historian uh, for this whole story and outline of of things that have uh, taken place. And so I'm super excited to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us on MRN Radio, Paulette. Well, thank you. And also thank you for coming to Pueblo. We're so excited that you all came down to from Colorado Springs and all over the country to see Pueblo. And we're really excited about that. I, I hate for you to call me a historian because uh, that would seem like I really studied something and, and learned it and was able to pass that along. But I just want to, uh, you know, I'm just I know a lot about Pueblo's history. That's it. Not a lot, but it's okay. Our unofficial historian. Okay, there we go. <laughs> That'll be better. <laughs> so have you lived in Pueblo your whole life or, or how long have you lived there? Well, I've lived here since about 1971. I came up here to college. I'm actually from Walsenburg, Colorado, which is just a, a small town south of here, about 45 miles. And um, I came here to college in the 60s. And then about 1971, I came back to Pueblo and started working for the Pueblo Chamber of Commerce. And uh, then I worked for the Pueblo uh, Chieftain for 24 years. That's our local newspaper. And the owner of the newspaper had had it for three generations. So our paper's been around since 1868. And uh, of course, when you work for a daily newspaper, I'm the, I was their promotions manager. So I didn't write for them and I didn't add do ads for them, but I got to do all the promotions and things involving the community and got to be involved with many different things that our publisher uh, helped promote in our community and the region. So that's how I bring in a lot of the historical stuff. Yeah, the, the Pueblo community kind of came together because there was an opportunity to host the uh, 2000 Medal of Honor Society convention. The man I mentioned before, the newspaper owner, Mr. Bob Rawlings, was uh, he was a, a military man anyway. He'd been in the Navy and he was really um, wanting to promote the military an awful lot but um our town has the privilege the honor uh, of having four congressional medal of honor recipients from here in town they 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 were either born here or raised here and they consider this their hometown now they didn't all live here but they did when they were young so um we've been having fourth of july gatherings in pueblo for a long time oh say 1993 this one couple said you know, we're having all these uh, Fourth of July activities, but we never seem to bring up the fact that we have four Medal of Honor recipients and you don't bring them to Pueblo. So they took that to Mr. Rawlings at the newspaper and he decided that he wanted to do something special about it. So making a long story very short, 
uh, he decided that we would have a memorial to these four gentlemen. Um, Bill Crawford from World War II, he was in the Army. Carl Sitter uh, from Korea, he was in a Marine. Uh, Raymond Jerry Murphy from, uh, from Korea, he was also a Marine. And then Drew Dix, who was uh, Army, I think he was Special Forces from Vietnam. You know, Paulette, uh, one of the things that I, I think was so fascinating is that each of the uh, Medal of Honor Society recipients had a very interesting kind of backstory. And um, with uh, Mr. Crawford, especially as to the way he received his medal. So I was just hoping we can chat about that for a little bit. Well, when Bill Crawford um, was in World War II, he was captured as a POW in Germany. And he. He received the Medal of Honor while he was he was a POW. Unfortunately, uh, the government did not want anybody to know that he had gotten that medal. They weren't his family didn't know whether he was alive or dead, and so they gave the award to his father posthumously. And uh, then, of course, when Bill came home, uh, they didn't make a really big deal out of it. And he just went on being in the military, then retiring and helping out with, uh, I believe that he was a, a recruiter for a while. And when he retired, he went, uh, he, he lived in Colorado Springs on land that uh, close by the Air Force Academy. And actually his family had uh, donated some land for the Air Force Academy. So he was living in an area close by and he really liked being around the young, young people. And it, it just bothered him a lot to not uh, to not be connected any longer. So he got a job at the Air Force Academy as a janitor. And um, he got a chance to visit with people in the hall uh, while he was cleaning and everything. But he just, uh, uh, just kept talking to them about what their goals were and things that he felt was important. And, and they chatted away with the janitor like they would with any janitor. And so one day, uh, James Moshka was walking through the halls and he realized, he saw the name Crawford and he'd been reading about Medal of Honor recipients and he realized that Bill Crawford was an actual Medal of Honor recipient. And he was there as a janitor. And the other thing that happened during that time was that um, the students realized that Bill had never gotten his Medal of Honor from a president, a seat of president. And so that year at graduation at the Air Force Academy, they had Bill come in his uniform and he was introduced to the entire graduation, uh, the class outside at the, academy, at the uh, Air Force Academy. And uh, President Reagan gave him his Medal of Honor in 1984. So that's how he got his, and uh, it was wonderful. Everybody enjoyed it very much, and the Amazing. students especially. So those four gentlemen were um, were brought to town by Mr. Rawlings to work with a sculptor and decide what we would do. And they decided uh, we decided to have eight and a half foot bronze sculptures built out beside our brand new convention center. We also had a window display going on inside the convention center with their uniforms and some information about them. So uh, when we talked to the sculptor about having this memorial made, he said, I can do it in about two years. He was a local sculptor, David Durham. And so at that time, that was 1998. And uh, he said he could have them done in two years. So since we had a new convention center and a hotel right there, 
we felt like we could invite the Congressional Medal of Honor Society to come here for their convention. Uh, they've never come to a town as small as Pueblo. Uh, they've always had a great big, big community. So we were really lucky because we went back to Saratoga Springs and um, asked for this convention to come here. And of course, when you have at least three or four of the Medal of Honor recipients on your committee, when you're asking the group to come to Pueblo, <laughs> they really couldn't turn us down. They actually they could, no. but they didn't. And uh, so we got it for we got the convention here for two, the, uh, September of 2000. So our sculptor had the had the sculptures finished, and uh, we unveiled them the fourth day of a five day convention here in Pueblo. We had to raise a lot of money to. First of all, Mr. Rawlings asked a lot of friends from around Colorado that were um, that had foundations to help with the construction, uh, the cost of the construction of those sculptures. And then we, uh, as a committee, we formed the Pueblo Medal of Honor uh, Foundation, which then became Pueblo Home, Home of Heroes Association. And we raised about um, $350,000 to $400,000 to bring that convention here. And it was and the... I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you about raising that money because, because it wasn't just the foundations that helped. I mean, it was local residents. It was single moms that were going to the grocery store that were helping to raise this money. So can we talk about that aspect of it a little bit? Sure. Well, first of all, we ask a lot of national sponsors because a lot of national sponsors uh, contribute to this convention every year. But what we did was just our entire community got involved. There's a wonderful story about about the same time we were doing the getting the Medal of Honor convention put together. There was a, a, a Vietnam veteran here in town named Delbert Schmeling. And Delbert was a little bit kind of like a Forrest Gump almost. He had a vision that we should be having a memorial here in Pueblo to the uh, Vietnam veterans that, that died during that war. And we didn't have that. And so he wanted to do it. And he sat out in front of the grocery stores and collected change. He collected cans all over town. And he had raised a little bit of money that way. And finally, our city manager, Lou Quigley, kind of took him under wing and said, well, now Delbert, what do you really wanna do? And he says, I really want a memorial. And so he found a piece of land that was on a city a park area and on the north side of town that had other memorials uh, for different military occasion, uh, military events. And he, uh, Lou helped him get some, uh, some money together and a plan of action and wrote it down and talked to other people in the community. And it just started a whole base of people wanting to help Delbert get this memorial put together. The whole community got behind him on this. And it was a wonderful story. It really is a wonderful story. Tell me, what was the reaction and, and participation of your community in Pueblo uh, during the Medal of Honor uh, convention in 2000? We had bands play, uh, just all kinds of things like that. We ask uh, people to help with a float for our state fair parade in August that we had Medal of Honor recipients, a few of our local Medal of Honor recipients on. Um, we had uh, people 
making decorations for the tables. You know, we we didn't at the time didn't have any place in town that really sold wonderful big decorations. We didn't have decorating companies and we didn't think we could afford that. So we had people making uh, flowers for the table and, and changing the decorations at every event we had. So it was totally different each time. And that took a lot of people and a lot of volunteers in the community and they all did it beautifully we had big flags out on the on the uh, perimeter of the convention center that people put out every morning and took down every evening we had signs out on the street every every street in the downtown area was named for a different medal of honor recipient somebody at our newspaper thought we well, must be really cool if 147 days before the convention we put uh, a, a a four column piece in about a particular Medal of Honor recipient. And then the two columns over here on the side, we could have a, a local person's uh, story about being in the military and maybe being in war. And so we just asked people to send those stories to the newspapers and a photo. And sure enough, we got enough to cover those 147 days. And it really helped draw attention to the fact that we had a lot of veterans in this town. People realized it was more about veterans and the military than it was just about Medal of Honor recipients. It really worked out well in the community because previously, we, when we had a veterans parade or some kind of a function like that, the Vietnam veterans especially were off to the side, kind of back in the back, not feeling comfortable, never having felt welcomed, it seemed like. And and as we did more of this, we got them a little closer into the crowds, a little closer into the crowds, and a lot of them began to volunteer to help us with this. And so that made a big difference. And ever since then, I think all of our veterans have felt included. So I wanna mention a couple of other things about the, about the, the convention, actually. We had 97 Medal of Honor recipients come here. And they were here for five days with their families and friends. So we probably had two or 300 people here and for this event. It's, so it isn't by standards of a big convention, it wasn't huge, but it, it was the most prestigious one we'd ever had. Absolutely. And we had people in our community that have said ever since then, since 2000, that they've never been to anything as touching as this was. Because when you bring up on stage, each individual Medal of Honor recipient brought up by a student, a JROTC student, and they stand there on stage with them while they're introduced and a little bit is read about them. And then they turn and salute this young man or woman who's brought them up on stage. And then they walk off. It is so touching. You you just can't hardly catch your breath in between those. So it have was you, really- I'm sorry, have you um, had a chance to talk with the, the students that were paired with the Medal of Honor recipients Absolutely. at all about, let's talk about that just a little bit. Yeah, you know, what's, what, did this, what, did, what did the students think about that? We had a lot of conversations with young people. They came and helped with projects after that. Mm -hmm. um, as a matter of fact, because of that, some students at a middle school decided that we had given, Pueblo had stopped doing a Armed Forces Day Parade in the spring. And they decided we need to have one of those back. So they single-handedly started that back up. More and more young people have started coming to the uh, Veterans Day Parade and helped with that. 
So it's been great. It's been really good for our young people. Paula, it's really amazing because it sounded as though the Medal of Honor Society uh, convention not only brought together the recipients, but also brought together your community in a very, very strong way. The results of that is just a, a greater appreciation for uh, uh, service and the veteran community as a whole uh, from the community, but then also your your comment about the, the Vietnam era, you know, it's it's kind of changed their perception as well, their ability to kind of, you know, step forward in the community and become more involved in the community and and feel much more comfortable about a, uh, a place, you know, having, having a, a place at the table, if you will. That's right. Well, a, a couple of things, other things happened too. The, there were some gentlemen that uh, videoed our whole convention, and they they then, after this, came up with a um, a four part series that was on PBS, <clears throat> and it, it dealt with one hour each on our four Medal of Honor recipients. And uh, Ross Perot helped send that out to, I mean, he didn't help send it, but he helped uh, pay for it to be sent to every high school in the United States. And then my Mr. Rawlings at the Chieftain paid to have every middle school in the state of Colorado have a copy of that too. So that really kind of helped get the message out because it talked about these kids. I mean, there's, there's an adventure. Uh, I don't want to say an adventure. That's a terrible word to use. Uh, uh, there's a, whatever happened to each of these men to cause them to be able to be recipients of the Medal of Honor. Um, those things caused them to get the Medal of Honor, but what were they, what were they like before that? Who were they, and what did they do after? And that's what these these videos uh, talked about. And it came back to uh, family, it came back to discipline, it came back to friendship, it came back to the idea of taking care of that person next to you. It, it brought to 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 a lot of these kids the idea that a lot of all of us as a matter of fact the idea that there are heroes out there just like there's angels out there yeah. you know they're just uh, a lot of a lot of things that are going to be are really going to matter in your life and what you do and how you do it and if you do it with honesty and integrity and patriotism those things are really really do matter well thinking we would never do that again we went on to do some other things with home of heroes uh we had a sculpt we had a like I said, the essay contest. Our job was to make sure that the sculptors look sculptures looked good all the time, and we add names of the Medal of Honor recipients as they've come about after that. And then there was a a, a group here in town that uh, came up with a Veterans Bridge, which was close to the convention center, and it had you could uh, pay to have a name put on there of a of a military person in your family or uh, yourself, and it kind of helped us build the bridge over there. And we got about 3,000 or 500 names on there now. And um, our group came, my husband actually, came up with a database that uh, we put onto our inside display at the convention center where you could look up a person's name on there and know where it is and then read a little bit about them if they wanted to and have a picture. So we've helped with that. And um, we, like I said, we have that essay contest. We give JROTC scholarships. And then we thought that was kind of about all we were going to be doing as this Home of Heroes group. And suddenly, 
we had a request from Drew Dix to do a Medal of Honor convention again in 2017. Yeah, what happened in 2017? Well, we uh, we thought, like I said, we thought never, never ever do another one again because it didn't seem like they'd want to come to Pueblo again, and yet they did. And we we had to figure out what was different that we could show them this time, and uh, we decided we were going to do a, a Western theme because they had not, you know, you at the Medal of Honor conventions, the last night there, or the one of the large nights, there was a big dinner, and it's always a very formal thing with tuxedos and all. And we decided that we were going to have a Western theme here in Pueblo, talk about the Old West, talk about the Good Night Loving Cattle Trail coming through here. We had a ranch rodeo for them. Uh, they didn't have to participate in it, but they could see it out at, uh, out at someone's ranch, not out at the state fairgrounds, but at the ranch. And uh, then we had them all wear Western wear instead of uh, tuxedos. And that really sold it for them. They really liked that. But because this time it was a little different than the first time, we only had about 40, 49 of the 79 Medal of Honor recipients. There, you know, there were a lot of them that were older. We had some very younger ones now, but um, it was a little more interesting, but it was still really good because we could comfortably bring some, especially the older people together. Um, and the convention center was so convenient to the hotel and so convenient to the Riverwalk and almost everything was planned in the downtown area except the, the ranch rodeo uh, and the aircraft museum. But uh, they loved it. They loved the informality of it. They loved the friendliness of it. We had probably 300 volunteers again. Many of the young people that volunteered at the first one in 2000 had graduated and, and came back to help us with this one. So that was really fun. We had several people bring their children to this one who had worked with the last one. The neat thing about it uh, here in Pueblo is that everything's pretty local, pretty close by. Uh, even even if they wanted to go to Colorado Springs for uh, the Air Force Academy or something like that. I think if, if a, a military group were going to have a convention and they came to Pueblo, Colorado, they would be pleased at how wonderful and warm and friendly we are, how easy it is to get around, and uh, that we will we will be pleased to have them here in Pueblo. Paulette, thanks for joining us on MRN Radio. For military reunion planners, if you're interested in holding a reunion, uh, Linda Lutz with Visit Pueblo is ready to uh, help you get started. You can find her contact information on the Military Reunion Network website under Places to Hold a Reunion. To our veterans, thank you so much for your service. Uh, we hope you hear it often. We hope you never tire of hearing it. And I'm Sharon Danachek. We will see you next time.